Welcome to our community. This is Barbara Beth. Um, we are, it's Parsha Sayese, and we're, it's two things. One is we're approaching the, the, the Chag Ga'ula and the birthday in your side of the Mithra Rebbe, which is a really powerful week. And in some ways, the Chag Ga'ula of the Mithra Rebbe is even more stronger than the Chag Ga'ula of the Alter Rebbe, but that's for, maybe for tomorrow. And it's Parsha Sayese. And we know that in Parsha Sayese, um, we know we we know that there's a relationship going on between Yaakov and Esau, that we know. And what happens in these parshias is that you start to see the focus go on to that relationship between Yaakov and Esau. And 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 Esau, Esau is more representative of the Gashmis. He's the man of the field. Yaakov is more, you know, Ruchnius. He sits in the tents of Tyra and he and he learns and. Um, and the main thing that we're going to see is besides the transformation, besides the beginning of the, of the, in last week's Parsha, and now the developing of the relationship of Yaakov and Esau, they carry with them this shifting relationship between the spiritual and the physical, between Ruchnius and Gashmius. And at the end of the Sikha, there's really essentially a revolution that is delineated. Let's use that word a revolution that's delineated in this whole relationship that we have with Esav and that the, and the, the, the Ruchniest world has with the Gashmiistic world. So a, a giant revolution. Okay. Delineated, being uh, spelled out. So, um, okay. So I'm going to I'm going to jump into the middle of the sicha. Let's just say the following. Um, in general, when Hashem created the world, before He created the world, just as a as a as an introduction, before Hashem created the world, all there was was Arin Saifliknei Simsim, Hashem's infinite light. This is just a two two thirty second introduction. All there was was Hashem's infinite light. Now that's amazing, except for one thing. There's no place for a world. If he is everywhere and everything, so the world is never going to be visible because <laughs> he's just going to, he's going to fill all the places and, and you're not going to see a world. In order for Hashem to create a world, he had to conceal himself. We all know that. So he created what's called the symptom, right? We know that. That's sort of the basic. But then think about it. If Hashem conceals himself completely, in order to make a world, what kind of a world is that going to be? He's completely unsealed. Oh, great. So then he's so well hidden that you don't even recognize him. You don't even recognize him. So it's a world that essentially looks like a godless world with no possibility of him ever being revealed because he's completely concealed. So that obviously didn't work. And the plan was with Hashem, first he... He, when he when he withdrew his presence, I'm saying this is just a bit of Kabbalah before we start. When he withdrew his presence, he left just a um, flavor, if we want to call it, of his presence, sort of a, a lingering memory, a lingering aroma of his presence that was, of, you know, that there really is our insights, and it's called the Rishimu. The Rishimu. Right, and that Rishimu is the place from which women are created. 
by the way, yeah. That's, yeah, just women. And, 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 and once, and, and then, Hashem said, okay, but we need something more, uh, more active. So he created what's called, the Rishim was just, you know, a being type of energy, you know, a, a, like a feminine being type of energy. And then he created the Kav, in which he injected into a beam of, a beam of godly light that he injected into the, this, this, this empty space. So now he, he made an empty space where he wasn't there anymore. And then he and then he injected part of himself called the the, the kav back in right so that now there would be a bit of Hashem in this world. That's the place from which men that injecting one's energy into into that empty space. That's where the male that's the male energy from there. Okay, whatever. That's why men go out, you know, to take over the place, and women are being men are. The mass, not men, the masculine aspect is about doing, you know, injecting yourself into the place and, and, and overcoming, you know, and conquering the place. And the feminine aspect is being and, you know, so one second. So, so that's just the introduction. So here's the thing. So now in this, so we have a world now, just imagine that, you know, at the beginning of time. Hashem is mostly concealed. And he creates so in the physical world, um, there's such a curtain there concealing Hashem's presence that you essentially don't see Hashem's presence. You forget about him. And he did it on purpose. So the world is essentially, we're going to call it opaque. Not even see-through. You look at the world, you do not see Hashem. You look at a, a telephone, you don't see Hashem. You look at a cup, you don't see Hashem. You look at a quarter... You look at you look you look at a bench. You look at a floor. You, you look at a window. You don't see Hashem. That's the way it was. Ultimately, in Yemaisa Mashiach, the world will not be opaque, but rather it will be transparent. Meaning, you will see the world will be the instrument through which you will see Hashem. The same world that was opaque that blocked Hashem at the beginning of time, mission impossible. Physical world, your job is to. Hide Hashem so nobody sees him. So it's almost impossible to see him. In Yemaisa Mashiach, you get a new job. You, physical world, are given a new job uh, description, which is now your job is to, to reveal Hashem. Same, same physical world, but now you have to reveal Hashem. Now, obviously, that's all tied up with our Avaita. You know, we're the ones through tyrant mitzvahs, etc. We go into this opaque world and we purify it so that it becomes... Between opaque and transparent, there's one other way, which is translucent. Translucent means you see like kind of like a very dirty window. You see through it a little bit, but not really well. A really, really, really expensive window, you don't know there's a window there. No. Right. So when 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 you when you first when you first buy a window, you know, some I, I once got new windows and I said Wait, is there, or I once got new windows with new screens. And when I opened the window, I said, wait, did somebody take out the screen? I said, did somebody take out the screen? Why didn't I know if somebody took out the screen? Because it was so clean. I'm not used to clean screens. Like, I thought screens looked a certain way. I didn't know that screens, when they're very clean, you don't know if there's a screen there. Like, oh, no, the bugs are going to come in. There's no screen. <laughs> and then I touched it. There was a screen. I guess I'm used to, I should be embarrassed to say. 
<coughs> screens that need to be washed down. Okay, right? We're probably all used to that. Why, why did Hashem create the world? Why Hashem did it? I don't know. I don't know. But So what we're focusing on is the process of the world going from opaque to translucent to transparent. Ah, so it's a process. It's a process. Right, it's a process. And it's our process. And we're the ones who do the bureau, etc. So here we find ourselves in this scene, Vayifka Bamakam, which is Yaakov Avinu is on his way to Haram. He's leaving the holy place, and he's on his way to a pretty tough place. He leaves Eretz Yisrael, and he's on the way to about the toughest place there is to be in, you know, the hood. And and as he's going there, we know, and he's going to go there for Shlichus. I mean, he's going to build his family there and create and give birth to us. So, you know, why is he going to give birth to, to give birth to us? So, so, um, so here's the thing. So on his way to this gullus, this dark gullus that he's going to go to, which he has to go there because he's going to give birth to us. Personally, like, you know, I want to be here, so I'm glad he went. Right? <laughs> kind of. He, wouldn't have, he would not have given birth to me in Eretz For whatever reasons, there are whole reasons for that. Uh, but he had to go to Eretz Haran, to the land of Haran, to give birth to me. Okay, so thank you, Ta. Thanks, Ta, that you went and you gave birth to me. I'm very happy. So, but the thing is, on the, of course, we know on the way he stops in the place of the base of Migdash, and he lies down. Now, lying down, what's that all about? I mean, there's a real problem with lying down. You know, we look at um, dogs and cats and, and, and cows and, and oxen. The difference, we know the difference between them and us is they, their head does not rule, their, their, their head and foot, their head and their leg, or let's say their head and their foot is on the same level. So their head does not necessarily rule their foot. Let's say your foot represents, you know, what you do. You know, sometimes I eat sushi, sometimes I go for sushi, and sometimes I park my car, and sometimes I go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Think of all the things. Sometimes I go to work, sometimes I make tea. Think of all the things you do represented by the activity of your foot, so to speak. I just do stuff. Why do you do what you do? I don't know. They told me to do it. I do it. I'm just a foot. I'm, we're the foot soldiers. The Rebbe says we're just the foot soldiers. So as the foot soldiers, we just do what feet do. Just tell me where to go, I'll go. You know, Hashem, what do you want me to do now? Go buy sushi. I don't like sushi. Go buy sushi. You know, whatever. Like, me, my, the story is my earring. It's already two times I lost my earring. And I'm at home, and I'm like, where's my earring? Oh, my goodness, I bet I lost them in 770. So I trek to 770 at night, and each time I meet somebody, and we and they said, no, let's do a hakel. And then it's like the earring brought me here. Now, the first time I found it on the, I thought, oh, no, I lost my earring. Gila had found it and put it on the bulletin board. Now, yesterday I lost it again. Same earring, same ear. I'm like, what, what's going on? So um came again. Although this time I didn't think I had lost it in 770. And I looked along the street, et cetera, et cetera. And same earring is like pulling me to 770. And then when I somebody I met somebody and said, "Whoa, I really needed to talk to you." So it's like Hashem sent you here for me, or like I, I called to you. So the same earring keeps pulling me to 770. And guess what? At some point she said, "Wow, thank you very much." She said, "I'm going to find your earring." And she was looking, looking, looking. And guess what? She called me later that night and she said, "I found your earring on Crown Street." As I was walking home, I found your earring on Crown between Kingston and, and Brooklyn on the sidewalk. 
So, right. So, you know what I'm saying? So, same earring. And then, this earring that does this shlippus of schlepping me when people need to talk to me to 770. So, then I was kind of trying to tighten it, and I broke it. So, now I really, I think it used up its shlippus, and I need to get new earrings. So, but it's, but, right? It's interesting how um, the, the fact is, animals just, they just go where they're told. Just, I don't know, you know, the earring just, the earring hides itself because the Shem says fall, so it falls. And then animals, they just do what they're told. They're, they don't think it through. They're not learning my marum. They're not, they just do what they're told. We stand up. They are on all fours. Head is on the same level as the feet. We have the head above the feet, which means maya shalat the heart rules, the, the head rules the heart. That is our maya. So therefore, uh, um, so, remember, who was it who didn't lie down to sleep for 14 years? Yaakov Avinu, right? There's a reason not to lie down. You don't want your head to be on the same level as your foot, your feet. Now watch this, right? You don't want to be like an animal where your head, you want your head, you know, right now, you know what, I don't want to get this year anymore. I want to go to Gombos and I want to get a pastry. Uh, hello, you're in the middle of this year. I know, but I feel like, I, I feel like getting a pastry. It's, it's, it's not a way to live. Right? Let your head rule your heart. Let your head rule your feet. Just because I feel like getting a, a donut now at Gombo's Bakery, I walk out of the shear, and I'm the, I'm the teacher, I walk out of the shear because I want a donut right now at Gombo's Bakery, I don't want to wait. Right? We aren't supposed to live that way. That's why we stand up and our head is higher than our foot. Our head says, you'll go to, don't go to Gombo's at all, but if you go, after the shear. How do you find that group? Like foot soldiers, like so, 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 so it's very complex, that idea of, you know, foot soldiers, etc. But, so what we have here is, um, Yaakov Avinu is on his way to Haran, and he comes to the place of the base of Midrash, and he does what? He stands up to stand fully in his human potential, right? He stands up in the place of the base of Midrash. He lays down. Uh oh, now we're completely, we don't know what to think. Why is he going to go lay down? In the place of the base of Midrash? Well, that's the word. Imagine if somebody has never been to 770 in their life, and somebody, they live in Eretz Yisrael, and somebody says, You have to come to the Rebbe. You have to, you have to, you have to come. They finally, they, 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 they save money a whole year, and they finally come, but they can only come for Yud Shvat, for one day. They can only, like Rabbi Marlowe, over Shalom. He, he didn't want to go to Eretz Yisrael, but somebody that he was close to made a chasana and said, I really want you to come, and, you know, probably got him a ticket. And he went, and also he did it a couple of times. He was invited to do, they had a big gathering, Mashiach gathering, somewhere, Kikar, something um, in Eretz Yisrael. He got off the plane, he went, he spoke, you know, his usual 10 minutes, if that, and he went back to the airport and came back. Like, he was probably in Eretz Yisrael for 25 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Basically, like he went. Why is that? I don't know. That was, you know, Rabbi Marlow was very strong, strong, uh, strong principle. But the same thing, I think, when he went to this chasana, like he went, he went to the chasana that night. He got back on the plane. He came home. Like there was no spending, you know, spending time. So imagine if somebody, so that kind of thing. If you're going in your lifetime once to Eretz Yisrael to the Kaisel, you're going to spend, and and you came to go to the Kaisel. Are you going to instead spend the whole night sleeping in the hotel? No, you're done. You'll stay up that night. 
Don't spend the whole time sleeping in the hotel. Like, this is the time. You're coming once to the base of Mizrish, Yaakov Avinu. You're on your way to Haran. You're stopping in the place of the base of Mizrish to get strength to be able to do this. It's very difficult. Shlichus, that you, as you're giving birth to me and all of my friends, you're, 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 you're thrusting into a, 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 into a situation where shlichus involves a lot of struggle. And just daily Jewish living involves a lot of struggle. So you need to take, to take strength from the base of Mizrish. So you're going to sleep. Well, that's lame. You didn't know until he... So, so one second. So, so the Rebbe says like this. When the Neshama Vigid comes down here into the body, into this Helen de Hester, the sun goes down. Why did he go to sleep? The sun went down. What does that mean that the sun went down? There's a concealment over of the revelation of Hashem. Shem Hashem And as a result of this, we lie down. That lying down means your head is on the same level as your foot, as we were saying. So that's a whole other topic. We'll do a different day if we have a chance to do it a different day. So, or even us, the pillow is different. Right. But essentially what it's saying is when you're lying down, so let's, let's look at, at the words here the, in the Sikhah. Through this concealment of this physical world in the lowest, the lowest, the lowest world, what happens? And especially in Gullus, we don't see, and especially in Ikhlas of the Meshikha, When we're, we're being recorded, so, right, maybe is it possible to turn it off? When we're in a situation of, when, when, um, in this, when we go into a great darkness and we're, so to speak, lying down, the revealed kaifas are concealed. Now, I'm going to touch that out with my little balabatisha way of saying, I do not know anybody who feels that they're fulfilling their potential. Well, in a sense, I do know, no, I'm not going to say that. I do not know anybody who's using their full talents, except for the Rebbe. Everybody has, the Rebbe says it, the talent we have that we don't even know we have, we need to be using. The kaifas that we don't even know we have, and other people wouldn't even, even believe that we've got them, we need to be using them. So, right, so, so, and not only that, so we're, um, these revealed kaifas, you know, we don't have access to them. Um, okay. <laughs> so, and not only that, we're in a world, when we go down to the, into the skulls, we go into a world that's full of klipa, that are, that are fighting against Hashem, right? And that's why, and we're going to see that in another shear, why did he take the rocks and put them around his head? Because these wild animals, so he puts them around his body. It's a whole thing. He didn't put his head on the rock. Right. But he was trying to protect himself against all of the dark forces in the world that are there as a result of the fact that you don't see Hashem. So life gets pretty, pretty tricky. So why would he lie down? You're going to see in a second. And that's by coming down. When your neshama comes down and you go down into this world, remember, he's going down to Gullus. He's going down to Karin. Stay, I don't know, go somewhere to Svat. Like, if, you know, his brother's running away, running after him. Go somewhere else. Go go to the caves of Moran. Like, what are you going to go to Karin for? The people there are so gross and disgusting and corrupted. Don't go there. And that's my father. You know, there was an article in Beis Mashiach. Um, you know, Rabbi Braun has every week Shilas. So, so somebody wrote in a Shaila about Shaduchim, 
should you consider a shidduch with somebody who the, the parents are about the shidduch? He said, absolutely. The Rebbe says, absolutely. He says, I'll tell you the truth. I have the same thing in my family. My grand, one of my grandfathers is um, a, a thief, was a thief, and one of them was a, was a murderer. <laughs> and he said, which one did he say? One was Asaph and one was, you know, Lavan or, or whatever, whatever it is, you know. So, so who are we to talk? So, so my father, my father went down into a very, very difficult situation, and and on the way there, hey, Kyle, like, what are you doing? Don't go to sleep over there. You came to the place of the base of Mesh, you know. So why is he doing it? Because uh, why does he want to put his his head and his foot on the same level? Um. If you equal, let's think how to explain it. If you equalize them, why don't we want our head and foot on the same level? I want my head to tell my foot what to do. There's another way to solve the problem. Because my head is like, that's where you feel Hashem. You know, I know about Hashem. And my foot knows nothing. What if I could empower my foot to know everything? And then it'll tell my head what to do. Now, where do we see it? It says in Yemaisa Mashiach, the physical will nurture the spiritual. Your foot is going to inspire your head. Now you learn a mimer and like, wow, I'm going to do things differently today. I'm going to only eat salad for lunch, right? But in Yemaisa Mashiach, your foot is going to, your, you, you rely on your soul, your neshama to inspire your body because your body is like making trouble. But in Yemaisa Mashiach, you're going to rely on your body to inspire your soul and your foot and your actions to inspire your head. Why it has to be flipped, I don't know, but we see an example of it. In the, so the, so, the source of the body is higher. The source of the body is higher. The, in the body, there's something, and that's last week's Sikha, and it's amazing, the Kudus. In the body is the essence of Hashem. What about in the soul? No? Well, sort of, but in other words, put it put it this way. Put it this way. If you want to tell somebody a secret and you're looking around to see whom should this is my big secret. I have two million dollars stashed away in a coffee cup. And I well, who should I tell? Who should I tell? Who should I tell? Who should I tell? I know I'm not gonna tell chatty people. But they, they just like to chat. So whatever they hear, they're just they're good people, they're just gonna say it. They won't be able to stop themselves, right? On the other, there are people who never talk. Them I'm going to tell because they don't, they don't, they never tell. They don't tell anybody anything. You know, sometimes they'll call you like, say, haven't seen you for a long time. Are you uh, like an Eric Israel or something? And they say, yeah, I've been here for five years. Oh, thanks for telling me. You know, they keep good, good secrets. You know, they came from the KGB. You know what I'm saying? They came from Russian stock over there. All the people from Russian stock who they had relatives in, in Russia, they like mums the word. Like, you don't know anything. You know, like, KGB. So, so here's the thing. Hashem does a cheshton like this. I want to hide my essence. This is like my $5 million in the coffee cup. I want to hide my essence. It's the most precious thing that exists. Where should I, where should I hide it? If I hide it in a sealist, over there they're very chatty. They tell all the secrets like, whoa, wow, we see Hashem, look at him. Oh, he's so amazing. All right, forget it. They're going to tell the secret that I'm there. Can't hide there. Okay, Bria, they still tell a little bit. Yetzira, a little less. In the world of Asiya, nobody talks about Hashem. How do you know? Well, I will say, you go to Walmart, 
you buy a pair of rain boots and you say at one in the morning and you say, ma'am, she's checking you out. She says, okay, that's 32.45. Great. And with tax. And you say, ma'am, do you see God in these rain boots? And she's like, it's really late. Maybe you should, you know, you want, should I call a taxi? Maybe, I don't know if it's safe for you to drive home. She's like, lady, you're really nuts, right? So, why? Why? Because in this world, Hashem is so well concealed that if you ask somebody, do you see Hashem? They're like, what? They laugh at you. That's how good a job he did. He said, amazing. That's where I'm going to hide myself. Nobody will talk about me. Nobody's going to tell the secret. If I hide myself in the Walmart rain boots, no one will notice me. Nobody cares. It's the place to hide. So he says, I'm going to hide myself in the physical world, in the rain boots, in the plastic tablecloth, in the, in, you, you name it, in the cars, in the tree. I'm going to hide myself and my, I'm going to hide my very essence in the physical world. Now, so the bad news is, you know, it makes it tough to recognize him in this world. The good news is that, um, in this physical world, his very essence is. So, now we understand, in Yemaisa Mashiach, the place where his essence is becomes the most powerful place. He's like, he's fully there. Just if you can't see him, it doesn't work much. But when he stops hiding himself, and he's fully there, that's the place that will, the, the whole difference between now and Yemaisa Mashiach is, his essence will be revealed everywhere. Where are you gonna, where are you getting it from? Where is he hiding now? In, the, in your phone, in your, in your coffee cup. He's hiding in my coffee cup? Yes. Oh. So my coffee cup will inspire me? My neshama? Yeah. Now? We're on the way. Now, where do you see an example of the foot inspires the head? Today, in the world. I just thought of it now. Okay. Dancing? Yes. It's true. When you start to dance, all of a sudden you, you, you feel like you're in a different space and you feel like, wow, you know, and you're watching and you, when you stop dancing or before you dance, you're like, oh, this is a boring wedding. I'm going to leave. As soon as you start to dance, you're like, oh my goodness. You know, yeah, you feel like a different person. Another example is Miss Hi, are you Jewish? They rap and the guy all of a sudden starts to cry. Oh my goodness. I love Hashem. So basically, your foot, your deed that you're doing, wrapping tefillin, inspires what you know about Hashem and what you experience about Hashem. You know, somehow you put on the tefillin and you're like, oh my goodness, there's nothing but Hashem. How did you find that out? Your foot told you. My foot told my head. See that? What I do. The deed, yeah. The deed. Right? I lit a Shabbos candle, got a couple of matches, lit the candles. It's, everybody knows all those Shuba stories of all of a sudden the person starts to cry and they see the brochure and it says call this number but not Friday night. So they have to wait till Matzah Shabbos and then they eventually end up in Machon Liyahadus. You know, but that is always the same story, right? It all started from one little Shabbos candle. I'm leaving out the candles, so Okay, but many of us have those stories. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, 50 years later, and, you know, she runs the Sheikh Abad or whatever it is, you know, and it all came from one little take a match, just put it to the, you know, put it to the fire, to the candle, say the bracha, that's it, walk away. And it inspires the soul. So, Yaakov Avinu says, good, got work to do. 
what we're going to do is we're going to put the head and foot. Normally the head tells the foot what to do. But we're going to put the head and foot on the same level. That's a good thing. We're going to get the foot to send all its power. You know, they're on the same level. It's just going to transfer its power sideways to the head. Can you visualize that? What does it mean? So, okay, but, but you, could trans you can see it physically. They're on the same level, so it kind of spills, you know, one spills over to the other. So the essence of Hashem that's hidden in your foot is going to spill over to your mind, to your head. Or as the Rebbe describes it, your head recognizes Hashem. Your body does not. So the two of them kind of mix information when you're lying down. So the body gives the head what it, its goodies. What does the body have? The essence of Hashem. Now, when you're thinking Tyra, if the essence of Hashem is sent into your head, when you start to think about life, it's just like, suddenly you're seeing it, you're thinking the way Hashem thinks. Because you're thinking from the point of view of the essence of Hashem, like, I don't know what happened. I like was on the way down to Haran. I got tired. I lay down over there and I woke up and I was like, oh, I love every Jew. Hashem. That's unbelievable. I don't mind that I lost the parking spot. My earring, who needs it? You'll create another one. We all of a sudden become all like, holy, like, like, what is the Hashem? Like, I feel like I'm thinking the way you think. He said, that's the point. How did he accomplish that? Putting our father in the place of the base of Middash, where they can equalize their crisis. Where the head can give the foot what it needs. What's the mile of the head? It recognizes Hashem. You want that the way you live, you know, what you choose for lunch should be the, by recognizing Hashem, right? You know, I don't care. I can eat a cheeseburger. No, you can't. You want, you, you do that every day. Your head says, cheeseburgers, no, 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 not for you, right? For you, either cheese or burger, <laughs> right? Either cheese or burger. Your head, your head tells your foot what to do, or your hands, what to do. Your hands and your feet are the same thing. Your head says, no, 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 cheese. Wait, what are you having? Cheeseburger. No, no, no. Like, let's do this again. Just a minute. You used to be Melissa. Now you're married. You either get cheese or you get burger. Almost said. Almost you either get cheese or you get burger. Your head is telling your body what to do. Your hands and your feet, what to do. But imagine if your head, so that's the Mila because it knows the truth. Now, well, the head, the head, you know, sees Hashem openly revealed. Partly, but Yaakov Inu did it in a special place. Oh, so there's one more point to it, right. You know what he did in the special place? Sorry, what's the difference about where he did it? He said, let's give some of the benefits that my feet have to my head. For instance, if I wanted to get to 770 today, I need my feet. Like, they get me from one place to another. They do have an advantage, right? If I was sitting still at home like, oh, I wish I'd be in 770, good luck. I need my feet to get there. So they've got an advantage. They get stuff done. On the other hand, um, he was in the place of the base of Middash. In the place of the base of Middash, nobody gets fooled. Then, the base of Middash then. In other words, all of the truth is revealed. There are no secrets over there. Because it's the place of the essence of Hashem. So the truth of the mind is you were created just to see, experience, and know Hashem. The truth of the foot, 
were created just to be one with Hashem and just be a godly dance, right? That's your whole life. Only in the place of the base of Middish could it happen. That's why all the Israelis come, <laughs> that's why all the Israelis come here for Tishrei. They feel like if they stay home, I, they live in near Israel, they come here to this place to base for Beinu Shebubado to activate their potential. I watched it one night, three in the morning, and I realized, you know, we always say, oh, these kids are so amazing. I don't think they're probably that amazing when they're in Eretz Yisrael. They're just regular kids. And they live all over the country. They're not all in one place. The whole country is emptied out, and they all squish into one little place and take your sitter, right? <laughs> right? But you've got regular girls from all over Eretz Yisrael, and they all pack in, right, and all that stuff. And they all pack into 770. And when they all pack into 770, it becomes like they all get glued together into one package of amazingness. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, how do you think they're amazing? Oh, the highest is really when I was sitting there at 3 in the morning watching the dancing on Kingston Avenue, I thought, well, maybe we should move there to Israel. It's full of amazing people. And then all of a sudden it hit me. They're probably not that amazing over there. They need to all, number one, come together in one place. Number two, Okay, but we're also, we're in base from Beinah Shiva Bubble, so we're amazing. For the day, right? So they all come together, one. Two, they come together here in base from Beinah Shiva Bubble. Three, they come together at a special time of Tishrei. You put all those factors together, what you've got is one conglomerate of amazingness. And the highest in this place, these people, this place, this group, this combination, this time, all of that together, that's why it's amazing. And then when I saw the girls, they said, now we're going home to nothingness. Nothingness. We think Eric Control is amazing. They felt like they're going home to nothingness. Okay, not every girl, but, right? Because over here, it was a special thing at a special moment, a special class, special group, a special combination, da 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 etc. Same thing. So we're going to pull this all together. Same thing with Yaakov Avinu. He said, do I have a job to accomplish? I better do it before my kids are born, because otherwise they're going to say, ta, right? Ta. Because I know, like, can I know, whatever, my grandchildren were young, and I was at their house, and they were doing some kind of a birthday party, and one who's very verbal was um, saying, okay, now we're going to this, and now we're going to that, and we're going to, and I said, no, no, but what about, they said, Bobby, please, kids, six, you know, Bobby, please, like, kind of like I was ruining it. So we're saying, so Yaakov Avishu, it's like, it's a joke, but before my kids are born, I think I should do this, because they're all going to have opinions. Don't lie down, do lie down, don't lie down. Do lie down. How is it going to look? My friends will make fun of me. And all this. So our father, Yaakov, you know, he didn't ask us. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. He went to the place of the, the base of Migdash. And that he laid down to sleep. And the Rebbe says, what? Yaakov, you didn't lie down to sleep for 14 years. Of all the places to finally say, well, I think I'll finally lie down to sleep. No, 20 years. 20 years by loving. 14 years in the, in the place of a shame and aver, he didn't lie down. <laughs> he was busy learning. And then for, after that, for 20 years, he went to the house of Lavan and he didn't lie down. 14 and 20. But when you come to the base of Migdash, there you have to lie down. Go to the gas station, something. Like, finish with the base of Migdash. Go to the gas station. No light. Okay, okay. But the Rebbe says, I'll be a Right, okay. 
So he doesn't need, he has an internal light, you know, but, right. But why didn't he turn on his phone? That's all. So phone, phone. So therefore, the Rebbe says, we, we said all of this, the reason why, why, why we stand. But essentially what, what the Rebbe is bringing out is, um, let me say it in short, um, that even though when you're lying down, the top is there and the, 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 the head is, you know, where Hashem is revealed and the foot is where Hashem is not revealed, but if you lie down, you can equalize it. So in the place of the base of Migdash, you can let your kaisas of your physicality loose and make them influential. Right. 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 Wait, so one second. I'm almost, wait, I'm almost done with this and then tomorrow we'll do a thing. Another thing. So one second. Therefore, the whole point was he needed to equalize physical and spiritual. Ruchnius and Gashmius. Remember, after this, we're go. this is all about Yaakov and Esav. Esav is the guy of the field. Uh, eat, drink, and be merry. And Yaakov is the one who's plumbing the depths of truth. All of that needs to be equalized. And we're going to see in another shear, we see that the whole relationship of Yaakov and Esav has to shift. We know Listen, we'd better tell him what to do. He doesn't know how to think properly. Right? He doesn't know. knows how to think properly. He doesn't know how to think properly. And then comes along the Lubavitcher Rebbe and he says, well, why don't you teach them to think properly? Why don't you yeah, teach them Shabbat Teach them to think properly. But 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 essentially, the whole we'll see that the whole relationship is starting to shift to the point where... You know, we had a president a couple of years ago who, you know, was on our side to do some relatively good things, et cetera, et cetera. Same old Asav, but he changed his tune. But that's, that's a different thing. So I'm just going to end off with this, that, that I'll, I'll end it off with one question. Why Yaakov of Vinu then is going to equalize this relationship between spiritual and physical, Rukhnis and Dashmian? Why him? Why then? No. Why Yaakov of Vinu? And why then? I'll give you a hint. Because he's preparing us for... Very good. Matan Torah. Because if Matan Torah, Ruchnius and Gashmius, spiritual and physical, blend into one. We couldn't do it without a preparation. So he had to go through it himself. You know, he's going to put the two together. I'm going to lie down. My My head and my foot, my... My understanding of truth and my doing stuff is all going to merge into one piece. And then the whole nation will face that as Matan Tyra. And then the whole world will face that from Matan Tyra. And then we step into Gula Shlema where the entire world and every bird and every, everything says, recognizes that the, tr- the greatest truth of Hashem is revealed in every single cup, cup every single cashier's dollar bill, etc., etc. So, yeah. So may we find ourselves with this open revelation, as it says, that the, 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 the Gashmis will feed and nurture the Ruchmis and Yemais and Mashiach. We should find ourselves in Yemais and Mashiach immediately now. Okay.